there's, there's one side of pain that's the suffering and the discomfort side of pain. That's why everybody raised their hands when I first asked, do you have everybody ever been through pain? Because that hurts. You remember what that felt like. But then there's another side of pain that's called effort. It's called glory. It's called if you can find a way to push through pain, there's something greater on the other side of it. And, 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 and if you never tap into it, it's because the first time you felt that you backed off. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Random Mind Podcast. It's been too long. I hope you are all doing well, surviving the pandemic, following CDC guidelines for regulations of protecting yourself and others around you. I hope your families, neighbors, friends, kids, coworkers, pets are all doing very well. Uh, this episode is going to be about my COVID experience, talking about my symptoms, my treatments, my basically self-care. I, um, they don't have nothing online that says what you can do for self-care besides what the CDC has already said on the news hundreds of times. I'm sure that you're all aware of now. And then they already reached social media too, you know, the rules which are pretty simple, wear a mask, social distance, use hand sanitizer, have a good hygiene, basically. So, let's start with my environment that I, uh, I guess, expose myself to. Of course, there's the grocery stores. There's a bunch of people there, okay? There are gas stations. You know, you got to touch the gas handle, obviously. Sometimes they can go into the store, pay with cash, okay? There's people there too. Parks, okay? I do have a daughter, and I would take her there every now and then. She would wear her own little mask. I would have wipes on hand, ready to go. And also for work. Yeah, for work, I am, I think you might as well have known by now that I am a tire guy. From my previous episodes, you might have heard that. If not, well, you're hearing it now for the, you know, Goodyear, the famous blimp company. Um, there's not too many workers there, but at the same time there is. If you have them all outside lined up, there's there's kind of a, enough to fill a warehouse, like um, I don't know, like a clothing warehouse, you know. But uh, not enough to where it's crowded in your own workspace. Okay. As of for me, I'm pretty isolated from the mechanics, service attendants, supervisors, managers, and all that stuff. But from time to time, I do have to wander about where I would have to check tires and there will be, you know, people who would pass by 
but it's very rare and random at the same time because I work uh, night shift and there's not too many workers on that shift from what I'm aware of uh, compared to day shift and second shift of the Metro company. So there's buses, you know, that I work on public transportation. That's another, you know, big clue where I could have got it from because I had to get in these buses and drive them to the shop. Okay. And it's up to the service attendants to do a good job in wiping down, sanitizing and disinfecting everything in that bus. Uh, from my opinion, I, it could, I don't think they do a good job, but you know, it is what it is because you'll see like some trash behind the seats that are in the middle of the longer buses that look like the accordions. Okay. And same thing probably with the short buses, but I don't see too much trash there, but it's mostly with the larger buses. Um, they say COVID can contract to, you know, different materials and stay on there. It could be up to uh, three months, even shorter than that, possibly, depending on, you know, the type of surface it could attach itself to. Okay. Uh, there were possibly seven buses, I think, that said, you know, COVID uh, infected, that have, you know, hazard signs around it and tape blocking anybody from gaining access to it, except only managers and the higher ups. And I probably would have been in one or two buses, not of the COVID buses, but buses that are fresh off the street and they'll bring them to my lane. And they weren't cleaned yet. You could see the trash in there and all that. But at the same time, I'm the kind of dumbass who thinks, you know what? I think I got a strong immune system. I can handle this shit. Ha. Yeah, fucking right. Fucking with my type of diet at McDonald's. Fucking dollar menu chicken sandwiches with cheese. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no fucking way. But, you know, with my my stubborn ass, I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I'm just going to take these buses, work them, get them out. You know, get them out of here. Okay. So, possibly could have contracted the COVID from there. Um, there are buses that the service attendants and uh, bug companies do answer the bus and they'll have them to decide for a certain amount of hours till someone could actually go into it again some you know I'm not gonna lie there are some attendants that do go above and beyond and got the whole bus smelling like bubble gum which is a type of soap they use to mop down wipe down the windows um, they go all out sometimes, but it could be just the manpower isn't there due to this COVID pandemic. So they are lacking in catching up with that type of work. So they got to figure out that system, you know, which they they're slowly are doing that. But just recently they added a shit ton of more buses that not only sucks for them, 
for the mechanics and also for me, okay? But also, if those buses were that been out for service for public transport, some service attendants won't get to each of those buses to clean it. They'll just do enough to, uh, <clears throat> just somebody who vomited, they'll mop it down. There's some trash, they'll pick it up. And that's about it. Maybe do a quick sanitizer with the with a nozzle spray gun or something that's attached with like a gallon of hand sanitizer liquid. I don't know. Possibly. But um yeah, I've seen those guys, you know, sometimes do go all out. But there are some workers that just trying to, you know, want to keep up the pace and the flow of things. And they might miss a couple things. I, I notice, you know, I will bring it to the supervisor's attention. But besides that, besides the work, talk, trying to talk to the, about the COVID. So my bad. I will go off topics. So bear with me. Bear with me, please. I will have to pass by uh, the mechanic shop. You know, there's probably like 10 mechanics now. There was more before. Um... These guys, they don't wear a mask, okay? So, they're more, I don't know, maybe stubborn about it or thinking it's not serious. You know, those type of people who say, if I can't pronounce it, it's not healthy or some shit like that, you know? Some type of foods. If somebody can't pronounce a certain healthy food, they, they say... It's not good for them, which is stupid, but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm thinking that's the type of mindset these dudes have, okay? And uh, possibly could have got it from there, but their distance from me, because I keep my own distance from everybody there, you know, it was pretty well, like 10, 15 feet away from me. So I'll probably talk to one or two of them and those would be like the older gentlemen there I mean if they had COVID they, you know I would have surely seen it those dudes are like maybe in their 60s 70s possibly could have got it going through the supervisor's office there's only like one supervisor there sometimes two but they're they're to their own they have their own distance from each other so no worries I had my mask on the whole time, except when I have to eat. I usually try to just go to my car and eat in there, if not in the office where I'm at sometimes. And it's just me in there, the windows closed, doors closed, there's a ventilation going by in there. We have, you know, the sanitizer wipes on the side, the hand gel, and the spray bottle. So. We're pretty set, you know. Goodyear's got that shit unlocked, but um, I like I'm trying to say here, I could have got it from my work. And then there's school. If you you guys know that I do go to school, I'm going for to be an electrician, okay. And there's like. 30 students in that class and it is kind of a small class so possibly most likely there too because we're 
we sometimes have to get partnered up. Everybody had their mask on. There's some of those students who have their, their nose over their mask. Just, I don't know. I guess they really can't breathe. Like, bro, come on now. Like the teacher even said to everybody, if you do have like, you know, asthma and you have to do that, you know, he'll understand it a bit more. But he kind of offered like, then go ahead and get yourself like a face shield and a mask. And, you know, you're having a hard time breathing. That'll kind of keep people a little bit safer, you know, a little bit more at ease in the classroom. But like I said, you know, we'll uh, be in groups of two, three sometimes. Uh, Just like that, could have got it there. They had all their hand sanitizer stations around the, the school perimeter and all that stuff. So, you know, they were cautious about it. I always saw the janitor cleaning, like, left and right, you know, every day in our area, too. So I didn't really, you know, have suspicions like, you know, this place is, it's fucking dirty. Clean the shit. <laughs> nah, they, they were pretty good with that. Um, let's see. There was a market there I'll go by and get, you know, lunch or something. There, there, there will be usually a lot of people there. I think it was like a Stater Brothers, possibly. And, uh, I'll, you know, they have like markings on the floor where you should be six feet apart. But there's always that, there's always somebody that gets to like maybe two feet away from you. Then becomes one foot. It's like, bruh, she hasn't rung me up yet. The fuck you doing so damn close to me? It's usually like there'll be one person at the cashier. And then there's like the conveyor belt right there. Then you're next. Okay, so you have six feet away from the person that's paying. Then there should be somebody behind you waiting a little bit farther back, another six feet. But that person just for whatever fucking reason come up to your ass and they're ready to just start putting their shit on the conveyor belt too. It's like, bruh, you know, times have changed. Like, what you doing, man? You don't watch news or what? But anyways... Besides that, uh, let's see. I do go to Dollar Tree sometimes. There are, you know, depending on the time of day and what day, there are some good amount of people there, but they all got masks from what I've seen, except some of the homeless that will wander in. You know, they kind of don't give a fuck and nobody wants to tell them to wear a mask because who knows what the fuck they could do, you know? Not saying all homeless people are dangerous, but you never know. Even with just regular folk, you never know. But could have got it from that from that store too, from the school, from my work. Uh, have not been around family very much. Last person I was with would have been my daughter, but she was fine. And then maybe a couple days later. Uh, I got a major headache. So this is where I'm starting to feel the experience of this COVID stuff. So my first symptom was a headache. And it was a lot of pressure built. It was just some mild muscle aches. I was like, all right, you know, probably because I haven't been getting too much sleep lately. The school's catching up with me. The work's catching up with me. 
I'm thinking, oh, I just gotta sleep it off. You know, no big deal. And then the next day, I started to uh, feel like when I would cough once or laughed a little bit, there'll be a, there'll be so much built up pressure. Felt like my head was gonna explode, and I never felt this type of headache before. It was so painful. And then my body, I couldn't really stand up straight. When I'll wake up in the morning, I'll roll over my, you know, roll over and try to get up, and it felt like my like I had, I don't know, a whole nother person's body on top of my shoulders weighing me down and I couldn't I couldn't stand up straight. I would have to like lean over to the table on my I had to go like walk towards my desk and kinda help me to try to adjust myself. And I was like, whoa, you know, that's a that's a little weird. I don't know if I slept wrong, you know, sleeping on my side. Or, you know, I got stopped laying on my back and sleeping like that. Or maybe I had, you know, too many pillows on one side that kind of fucked with my, my sleeping pattern. I don't know. Okay. So that happened. That headache will last for a whole week. And along with these other symptoms so would soon to come. Then, like I explained before, the body aches. Then my muscles were very weak. I, I couldn't really lift up too many things. Like a gallon of milk was super heavy to me, which was weird. It's like, you know, what, fucking a pound? Pound and a half or some shit. That was extremely heavy to me. And I would have to use two hands for this fucker. Then walking around was just, it was so terrible. That was that was painful. So later down the line, I lost my taste and smell, which I hear people say about you know that's one of the common symptoms, like a major one that's common. Because I was eating what uh, I think it was a breakfast burrito that I got from Altacor. And I couldn't taste a damn thing. I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna drink, you know, some of the Samaica, wash down whatever. I don't know. Then I added a lot of chili. I was like, all right, I'm gonna taste something now because I know that bitch is hot. So I went ahead, you know, did my thing, and well, uh, yeah, nothing. So. I was thinking about the COVID shit a lot now. And I tried to smell the food. And I kind of do remember not smelling anything when I walked into that restaurant. So I'm freaking out. And it's time to get tested. So obviously, like I told you already, positive. Because this is my COVID experience. Then the fourth symptom fatigue I was extremely tired I will be stuck on the couch night and day for a majority of the week I didn't feel like getting up and trying to muscle my way to the bed it was too hard and painful so I didn't feel like doing that I was just stuck there 
Then the fifth symptom was loss of appetite. I had plenty of food. My girlfriend, she played a huge part in helping me. She, she drove miles, bro. Mileage she threw down to come over and help me out by dropping off groceries. Brent, oh man, I was so fucking happy for her. Wow, I'm fucking happy, okay, not happy for her. But like, you know what I was trying to say? I was just extremely grateful. I was like, no fucking way. Are you? I was like, you really driving over here? She's like, yeah, like she's worried. She wants me to get better, you know. She doesn't, you know, she wants to take care of me. I was like, holy shit. I was like, damn, this one's a keeper for fucking sure. That's right. So... She she drove all the way down here, you know. There was no contact. I we basically did a like car to car transaction where we met up in a parking lot. I would stay in my car, and she uh, I opened the trunk and she just loaded up all the groceries in my trunk. And just I just called her on the phone to say bye and thank you, and she took off. It was like real quick. Sally won't see her for three weeks same thing for uh, many other people that I was supposed to meet up with and hang out with mostly like uh, podcast setups and friends who invited me to you know eat breakfast and all that and family I wanted to visit especially my daughter so that was really hard but I really had to focus on getting better so there was no time to worry about what I'm not going to be able to do. It's like what, what's happening right then and now. So she got me all kinds of food, you know, drinks, liquid, water, all that good stuff. And, you know, teas, a lot of good stuff, man. So if you're hearing this, you know who you are. Thank you. So, loss of appetite, okay, I'm going back to the fifth symptom. I was just chilling on the couch, you know, I had YouTube on majority of the damn time. I was not, I was not educating myself on COVID because, I mean, what else is there to know? It's like either you live or you're going to die and, wow, fucking, that's what I'm hearing on the news every damn day. And, uh. Just, you're going to have breathing problems. You're going to, you're going to, uh, what else? What was it? Lose taste and smell. Those are like the main things I heard. Your body temperature is going to be well over 100 or something. The crazy thing is, when I, there will be certain markets I'll go to. They'll check your, your body temperature before you walk in. And they'll have like the small small little gun that'll check your temp they put on your your forehead my temperature was always around 97 and 98 and they'll tell me I'm good I'm like alright and this was the time when I think the headache was around so most most likely the COVID was like present and I'll be going to like a market close by or 
But I really have to get a certain specific item. I'll drive out and they will have like these setups, these checkpoints, if you want to call them. Check your temperature, check your temperature, okay? Then the sixth symptom I had, nausea and chills. So I was nauseous when I would wake up every morning. It's just, you know, like, like a mild hangover. Then I'll always be cold throughout the morning, the evening, and the night. Well, obviously the night lately because it's cold as fuck. Winter's here. So besides that, but when it'll be like high noon, you know, fucking sun's up in the sky, bright as fuck. It's like, what, 78 the highest it's been lately. I wouldn't feel that. It'll be cold as shit. I'll be, you know, I'll have thermals under, throw sweats on. I'll have a long sleeve thermal and a shirt over and a sweater. And I'll still fucking cold. But that's something I would definitely recommend. You know, you better better warm up, bundle up, get all your fucking heavy ass clothing, put that shit on. Because, if anything, you're going to have to sweat it out faster than, you know, just being in normal-ass clothes. Since chills is a symptom. Also, the seventh symptom I had was dizziness. It'll always be when I try to fucking walk anywhere to the fucking fridge, to take a shit, to go to my bed, go back to the couch. It was awful. I didn't want to fucking deal with that shit. But it was, it was, it was lightly... Okay, but it was annoying. I was frustrated as fuck. But nothing I could do about it. Okay, besides t- to fucking fight it from getting off the shitter and going to the couch to go watch YouTube again. Okay, those were my goals basically: to from the couch to the shitter to the kitchen to the couch. That was basically it. And this was um. An eighth symptom, okay, where I couldn't tell when I had to use the restroom. Okay, it was uh, that was something that caught me off guard a bit because I'll be drinking a lot of water, okay, and I'm just like, damn, I haven't taken a piss all fucking day, or you know, I had to take a shit. I know I just talked about going to the restroom and shitter and all that, but. I'm talking about like the walking part of it, but this is like where I didn't feel, you know, you know, guys get like, they can't focus, they're shaking their leg and they're like, all right, I got to go. You know, you're just like, you're all jittery. You can't, you can't do, you can't focus for shit and you can try and hold it, you know, but there's that point where like it builds up a lot of pressure down there and you're like, all right, you got to go. You got, you got to take a leak, man. So... I really couldn't tell when. I'm not saying like I pissed myself or shitted myself on the couch or anything, but I would time it to like an hour to two hours maybe, and I just I just get up randomly and just go and you know let's see what happens. If I go, I go. If I don't, you know whatever. And mo- majority of the time I would I would go. So it was just weird not feeling that, like it was a numbness around that area. The ninth symptom. Which caught me the fuck off guard was confusion. 
A medical professor, a medical professional called me the other day. Uh, during that week. No, the week after, yes. Asked me how am I feeling? What symptoms have I been, you know, you know, going through, experienced? Am I wearing mask, hand sanitizer, all that good stuff? And I told him on the phone, there's this one symptom. I'm not sure if it's part of COVID or it's just my dumbass, but I would sit in my chair when I wake up one morning. It just happened one, like twice in one day. And I was just staring at the wall and I came to, I came to, but I didn't know where I was for like a full, maybe five to 10 minutes. I was lost. I didn't recognize the, the place I was living in. I didn't, I didn't know my whereabouts and all that. It was just, that was just fucking weird. And then I tried to snap out of it by going into my phone. I picked up my phone and I didn't know how to operate it. I didn't know how to function my phone's features. I didn't know how to open it or unlock it. It, it was, that, that fucking threw me off, man. So they told me, they, they were all concerned on the phone too. And they said, sir, that is a life-threatening symptom. You need to call the authorities, tell them to come over and escort you to the hospital right away. And she says, if not, if you could drive yourself, go ahead and drive yourself to the, near, to the nearest urgent care or hospital. And I told her, well, that was last week and I didn't take my ass anywhere. So I kind of just let it happen. So, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck am I? They don't have nothing like a... How, how can I say? Like some type of fucking playbook to go through this shit? Not yet. And I went online. There's nothing about like, okay, this is already going to deal with confusion if you're, you're COVID positive. This is none of that shit. I just, I just let it be. I was like, all right, well... Fuck it, it is what it is. So I jot down here on my handy dandy journal. It's got some remedies, treatments, and food that I used, ate, and tried out. So, something my girlfriend recommended was a medicine ball at Starbucks. Thank you for recommending me that, by the way, if you're listening. I didn't know Starbucks had such a thing. And holy shit, it's Starbucks. Like, what the fuck? I just thought it was teas, coffees, and goddamn bomb-ass chocolate croissants. But no, they got some type of herbal shit there. Okay, I didn't write what's in the medicine ball, which I should have. Let me just search that up right now. Hold on. I ain't gonna lie, that was bomb as fuck, though. It didn't taste bitter. It wasn't too overly sweet. Well, maybe kind of sweet because it's Starbucks. But still, that show was bomb. I would recommend it to anybody who's feeling like, you know, some of the symptoms that's on here for the COVID. Or generally, if you have a headache or you got the flu, cold, go take your ass to your closest Starbucks and get yourself a medicine ball. And get the largest size, largest size called a venti. All right? I didn't know 
Starbucks lingo before. I try to tell them a large and they'll say venti. I'm like, what the fuck's a venti? So now I know. Now you know for the folks who don't know the Starbucks large. It's a venti, all right? Okay, so... Okay, so here's the recipe, 16 ounce, okay, fuck that part, one bag of Tivana Jade Citrus Mint Tea, one bag of Peach Tranquility Tea, and two packs of honey, I guess that's it, but that shit was good, it calmed down my headache, my chills slightly went away, I didn't feel as tired. I was really relaxed after having the medicine ball. So that's something I recommend. It wasn't too pricey. I think it was like maybe six bucks. Maybe. Okay. No. Do not take my word on that shit, right? Because I don't want to get messages saying, I'm a fucking liar. It was $7, Michael. I was like, oh shit, my bad. Jesus Christ. But, uh... Let's see. Uh, I went to Altacor, okay, that Mexican restaurant I told you guys earlier about. I got caldo de pollo, okay, chicken soup, Mexican style, okay. They had like squash in there, corn, obviously chicken, and what was the other shit? Carrots and potatoes. Yeah, something like that. And it sucked because it sucked because I couldn't taste the bitch, but I had to eat something like that. Especially, it's recommended from many other people that I've seen through Facebook saying, you know, they should have a lot of soup type of foods, a lot of of stews, especially chicken soup. It's very helpful. It's been helpful throughout the ages. Just, Just fucking get it. Even if you don't like it, it will help you. Especially vegetable soup. My sister got me that one. She dropped it off in front of my door and that was very very helpful thank you if you're listening i hardly doubt it but thank you one uh, treatment i tried which my mom just told me you know to sweat it out you could just you know have hot water run in the, the bathroom close the door cover like the where the air flows at and let the steam kind of just you know loosen up anything that's on your th- in your throat like any mucus or you know loogies and all that shit open up your your nostrils and all all your your breathing tubes okay just open up that shit but uh i decided you know i'm just gonna take a hot bath that shit i have not done in many 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 moons probably last time i did was like what fucking fourth grade yeah that shit Definitely helped a little bit with the coughing. So, very relaxing. I would recommend that. Uh, guys, I know it's not, it's not, you know, we don't fucking do baths. And there's some people who don't even have a bath in their apartment or home. It's just like a stand-up shower. So, just do the 
the steam treatment, sit in your shower for like maybe, or sit in your bathroom for like half an hour, and let the steam do its job, where you're gonna be sweating in that bitch, and you know, just breathe slowly, you know, regulate the air and circulate it in your body, and uh, have a water bottle with you in case you did not fucking drink water earlier in the day, okay? Let's see, what else? These are some foods, you know, I had. They may not aim to help you recover from COVID, but I'm just listing some of the things I remember I ate as well. So I had pumpkin pie with some whipped cream. I had turkey. I had chorizo and egg. Ramen noodles with tapatio. And I hear that you eat a lot of spicy food. It does like, it sparked a small amount of taste and smell again. And that's when I had hope. I was like, oh yeah, I might get through this shit, you know. And that's when my hunger came back again as well. Because since I started to smell the food, I started to taste it again. I was like, all right, now I'm fucking hungry, bro. I'm starving. And I went in. Okay. There, let's see. I know the COVID kind of makes you fatigue already. But regardless, if you try to like, oh, there's too many things to do. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're going to need a lot of sleep. Why? Because if you're out walking around doing all this other extra shit, exercising, your body isn't going to utilize the energy to have. You know, to help out and aid your immune system to clear out any fucking, you know, what, fucking foreign microorganisms in your body or whatever the medical shit term is for that, right? But what I'm trying to get at is once you're sleeping, your body could, you know, build up enough energy before you wake and repair yourself. You see what I'm saying? So your immune system goes to work while your ass is asleep and not fucking moving all over the place and probably contacting more foreign antibody, I mean, no fucking uh, infected microorganisms or some shit like that. You know, you're stuck in one spot and your body could heal and recover and repair itself, okay? Another thing is you could take Advil if the headache is really that bad, you know... I tried Tylenol, that shit did not work, and it was like, uh, what, 500 milligrams, 600 milligrams, something like that. That did not work. The Advil did a little bit, a little bit more better of a better, just, it just overall uh, overpowered the Tylenol. It's just way better. Fuck Tylenol, okay? Probably it's better for, you know, younger kids, teenagers, and children. Possibly, maybe. But Advil is just... Just for you as an adult. If you can handle pills, do that. I think they do have a liquid form of it. Advil sleep, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they got a liquid form of it. If you can't handle pills. So, another medicine I got over at CVS... 
It was a CVS brand called Severe Cold and Flu. I was, when I bought that, I was a little bit like, ah, it's not COVID. It's probably a really bad cold, you know, or the flu. So I got that and it says, you know, helps with muscle pain, headaches, and uh, what else? Mm, hold on. Yeah, basically some of the symptoms I was feeling. And I went straight for that. It was like 10 bucks. It was a CVS brand, okay? I would recommend that for sure. And the coughs eventually went away. Then I uh, I I asked that medical professional who called me a week later. I told him I took that. I don't know. I told her, I don't know if that's recommended. They said, oh, that doesn't do anything. That, that does not do shit. I'm like, well, it helped me a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't testing every single medicine out there. Maybe just, you know, waiting to make a new drug to bank off that shit. But who knows? Pretty sure that's their goal. But drink plenty of water. I don't know how this is fucking obvious, but it is. Drink plenty of water. Have like two gallons right next to you. Don't drink anything fucking sugary, man. Just go for the water. Clean out your system, your kidneys, help them out. Just do it. Orange juice. Uh, yes, basically counters my just my 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 saying for the water. My mom recommended me the orange juice, okay? I'm gonna put it on her. She told me just get it, it will help you, this and this. So I was like, alright, alright. I couldn't taste it, so kind of disappointing. It's like I was drinking nothing. Maybe it did help. I don't know. But it was orange juice. Especially the Donald Duck brand. That one's bomb as fuck. Don't argue with me. It's bomb as fuck. Let's see. Next thing is what I found over the internet. Okay. I'm sure you are all aware of now that Mayor Garcetti's stay-at-home order is in effect. Yeah. Isn't that great? The sheriff and the police and police departments don't give a shit really because that isn't, you know, their main focus on uh, enforcing that order. All they could do is mostly, you know, handle a complaint if somebody said someone's not wearing their mask and they refuse, or they're coughing on everybody, you know, some simple shit like that. And businesses that they were told to be closed. But if they were told not to have indoor dining, then police could probably, you know, show up and handle that. But if they see somebody on the street without a mask, they're just going to keep passing by. You know, fuck it. It is what it is. Uh, you, there's an app for Los Angeles County called My LA 311 This is where I found out about a lot of COVID information that they have there. And they'll update it every day. During, you know, business hours and business days. And what you can find there is emergency orders, the memorandum, and files related to COVID-19. 
So there's a lot of information there. If your family or you yourself is a business owner, they have information there for you for the rules and regulations and policies and all that good stuff that the mayor placed there for you. Okay. So have fun reading all that because there was a lot of shit for uh, the businesses there. So you could definitely find free COVID testing on the app. They have locations that are set around the Los Angeles area and pop-up RV mobile testing sites. So I had one of those done for my second test to be, you know, to have a double negative to be extra sure. And that is like, it was, it was quick. I kind of showed up maybe an hour before they closed. And I didn't set up an appointment. And they had something where you scan this QR code on a wall. Once you scan that, you're basically, you know, you technically are setting up an appointment. But all they want there and then is a certain QL number, like a confirmation number. You, you give it to this guy, the firefighter that's in the, the RV. He puts it in the computer. You give them your your name, your number, your email, and then he he hands you the COVID test and he tells you, all right. Oh yeah, here's something I did not know. Do not drink anything 20 minutes before you get there. Alright? Or just don't drink anything at all an hour before you get there. Because literally right before I got out of the car when I arrived there. I, I drank some water because I was like, just in case, I don't know how long the fucking line's gonna be. I was like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be holding my water bottle there and be thirsty. So I was like, fuck it, just have you know some water now and handle this shit. Come back. And he asked me right then and there. He was like, sir, have you had any any fluids within the last two hours? I was like, yeah, I did. So he told me, all right, so stand on the side for 20 minutes. When 20 minutes is up, you go ahead and head down there to that gentleman and do some testing. So, how it went down with that is you do the test on yourself. And the guy told me, all right, turn around, face the wall, cough five times with your mask on. And turn back around, he told me, Take out the, the Q-tip and uh, go ahead and you're doing an oral test instead of shoving it up your brain through your nostril test. So you just swab like your saliva, your cheek, whatever for I think what fucking almost five minutes for a minute. It was a long time. And you break off the Q-tip because there's like a two-piece there. You break it off and he tells, he tells you to put it in the tube and shake it for a little bit. And you throw it back in the bag, zip up the bag, and you throw it in this container that's been that's on the side. And that's it. You go home. And 48 to 72 hours later, they'll notify you through text or email saying if you're negative or positive. All right. Oh, shit, I just ripped my fucking page. <laughs> Alright, so there's no need for insurance when you sign up for an appointment or show up as a walk-up, you know, test. 
Uh, let's see. You can set up through their set up through their website for an appointment or through the app. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? So the reported deaths and cases in LA County that are as of right now today, which is what what's today the ninth? Yes, today is the nineteenth, December nineteenth, twenty twenty. Okay. Saying the date just in case people check out the episode years and years later. They're like, oh, damn, this shit went down. All right. But anyways, so reported deaths and cases in L.A. County. There's 610,372 cases reported through L.A. County. And 8,817 deaths that happened in L.A. County. And through going online through the COVID CDC info that I found, you can do a self-assessment test that they have like a little online quiz you could do to see if you have the symptoms and all that. And they'll say most likely you do have COVID or not. And it's recommended to get tested. Or they'll just recommend you to do, you know, self-quarantine and just stay away for a while. This, like, uh, like they said, like I told you earlier, you know, they appeared, my symptoms didn't start showing up more two or three days later. They have two to 14 days after exposure. So it could be different for some of you out there compared to me. This is the list of symptoms that they have on their website. Fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficult breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headache, loss of taste or smell, sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, diarrhea. Here's a list of life-threatening symptoms. Trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, confusion, inability to wake or stay awake, bluish lips or face. Here's the statistics for some cases and deaths, not only for California, not only for the United States, but worldwide as well. So California has 1,827,535 cases. For the United States, 17,609,330 cases. And worldwide, 76 million 126,165 cases. Deaths. California, 22,509. United States, 315,057 deaths. Worldwide, 1,683,534 deaths and here are some final notes I've jotted down before this episode ends obviously wear a mask for God's sakes use hand sanitizer okay keep your distance stay the fuck away at least six feet from the other person unless it's your own child then don't do that stay in touch with your doctor if you have one. If not, check in with the clinic nearby for a quick assessment or a checkup. 
One drug has been approved called Remdesivir, Remdesivir, or Veclery, which I did not know. I just found that out earlier. If you're having trouble with what's going on in the world and all this distress and hysteria and whatnot, here are some things I've listed down for you. You can slow your breathing, relax, uh, sorry, stretch and meditate, exercise, sleep, have healthy meals, get off social social media for a while and do some other activities. Here's one app recommendation for you to stay away from your phone for a while. Try Digital Detox. It's free. You could set up a timer for an hour, two hours, 15 minutes, or what have you. And if you try to use your phone, you have to pay a small fee to use it again. So that's how they get you. Otherwise, if you can make it through the timer, then your phone unlocks on its own. And the app will shut down. Unless you want to open it up again and try it, go for it. If it's an emergency, they have an emergency option where you could call your family member or police department and all that good stuff. And yes, if you're wondering, I did recover after, so I'm still alive. Otherwise, this episode would not be happening. Uh, I recovered after a week. Here's a fun fact to set you all to sail for another amazing day in the world we live in. At present, there is no evidence that companion animals, pets, such as dogs or cats, can be infected with the new coronavirus. However, it is always a good idea to wash your hands with soap and water after contact with pets. This protects you against various common bacteria, such as E. coli, and salmonella that can pass between pets and humans that is it folks I hope this uh, experience of mine and information I provided you with will help you and your loved ones neighbors, friends and co-workers also will protect your pets from you you filthy humans anyways I hope you all have a blessed day Stay smiling, keep your heads up, stay safe, and have a merry, merry Christmas.